Uh, my name is Tammy Kakuchka. We are at the Santa Fe Seed Exchange. Well, the story started out with me buying a uh, deuce and a half military vehicle in 1985, and I had it rebuilt. And I have a partner who was in the Navy, and he drove it. But we drove it all the way down from Morgan to Panama and uh, in, with the intention of me buying some land there. So we camped on a coffee plantation and waited for the locals to tell us about land because we didn't want to have to go through a real estate because the land's a lot more expensive once you get a real estate involved. And um, I bought the land like a year ago, so I've been on it for a year. And um, the land where I'm living is on the near the coast of Costa Rica and Panama, so it's in the highlands. And the weather is just incredible all year long. It goes from 60 degrees until about 85 degrees all year long. So the only difference in the seasons is rainy season and dry season, pretty much. And um, the, I find that the big issue with growing things on this permaculture uh, uh, project is the fungus. Like here in New Mexico, the climate is really dry. It's like the polar opposite of what I'm trying to do down in uh, Panama. And I found out you really kind of need a greenhouse to grow most things. So. We've, uh, my partner and I are getting close to 60 years old, so it's just the two of us on this piece of land and we have all these ideas that, you know, we want a greenhouse and a chicken house and a, I, we don't even have the bathroom built yet. So it's like camping. I've been camping for a year. And, um, well, most of the farmers in my area are, are uh, they're, they're pretty, it's a poor neighborhood. Uh, most of Americans go down to Panama and get a place in Boquete or Volcan where the, property is just as expensive as the United States, but I could only afford a piece of land in the in the boonies uh, next to the really poor farmers there who the average uh, wage or the average amount of money they might make in a year is $2,000. And most of them are growing cucumbers and tomatoes, all Monsanto, you know. Uh, um, so they don't have access to heirloom seeds pretty much anymore because they when Monsanto came in, they started selling their seeds for really cheap, and they thought, oh, this is great, you know, it's going to be like the United States. And um, then once they got addicted to the seeds and they stopped saving their own seeds, um, they all they have available to them is Monsanto seeds. So um, they're kind of in a predicament right now, and we're, we're trying to help uh, become a part of the community and help them learn how to uh, grow organically again. And there is a real interest. It's just really difficult because they don't have the supplies. And, um, and if they can't see, and see, we've just started this permaculture project. So we're, we're just getting over uh, finding out everything gets fungus. So we got to cure that problem. And um, um, sometimes you have to grow like five generations of seed before they become acclimated because uh, we have some uh, different kinds of seeds that we're trying there. And um, so we would like to get to know people down there that have heirloom seeds. I know there are some, but it's not the norm, and especially not in our neighborhood. Um, most of the seeds that they have available to them are all uh, hybrid seeds. They use a lot of pesticides and chemicals, and that's all they know how to grow. But they really have a great desire to, once again, farm organically, but they're addicted to the Monsanto method of farming. I want to build it into like a, a, a place where, have you heard of woofers, uh, um, where volunteers could come to my land and help. 
um, in return, uh, in exchange for food and a place to stay. But I don't even have a bathroom yet. And our crop, the fungus, got it. So we didn't have enough food to feed anybody. So uh, I was started running out of money because I don't have, I'm not retired yet. But even though you could live there comfortably um, on a pension from here, that's why a lot of Americans go down there because it's cheaper to live. And um, so what I'm doing now is I came back to the United States to work for depending on the kind of job I get and I can send some money down. So my neighbor, he's a, a Latin farmer, um, they work for like $10 a day to uh, do more work than I can, could do in a week, you know. So I thought, why not just come back to the United States, make a little money here, send some down there. And, and that way I'm helping Beto make money. Um, and he's going to be learning how to do organic. And he's got a son that's eight years old. So Giovanni is starting to learn about organic methods too. So that's at least a start. And then we're working with the um, farmers co-op down there. Um, so all the farmers in our little um, area uh, know about us. In fact, my partner Gary has invented a uh, food dryer that runs on falling water. Since my neighborhood has no electricity, I have no electric, well, I have solar panels, but there's no electric hookup. So since there's a lot of water in this mountain area, this dryer will be able to run on falling water. Yeah. So the, the, the village is really excited about it. He's just in the middle of, my partner's in the middle of doing it. So, I, and I'm going to be infusing a little more money down there. So that's what we're hoping. We're hoping that we're able to grow everything organic and I'm able to live um, much closer to the land, um, not have huge expenses. Um, my, uh, like I got a two acre piece of land with a shed on it that I'm using as a house uh, for $7,000. So, and that's the local going rate, which is nice because a lot of Americans go down there and they pay a, an astronomical price for a piece of land and then that raises the price of all the neighbor's land and then the locals can't even afford it. Well, and the problem with the, the locals is oftentimes they are offered a certain price for their produce at the beginning of the season, but then when the time comes, often they're given a lot less. And so some of the fruit and vegetables are rotting on the vine. Whereas if we get a food dryer going, then they're gonna be able to dry that food. And that we even have heard that some of the grocery stores are interested in buying it. So they would be able to get a lot more product. Plus the dried food is a lot um, lighter weight. A lot of their cost is shipping, you know? So I'm hoping it's gonna be a win-win situation. It's taking longer than I thought. It's not going to be immediate, but you know, we just keep plugging in that direction.